Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Here's your host, Alex Ott. In the last episode, I promised to share with you more about the upcoming Adventist Global Virtual Camp Meeting. Many of us who have grown up as Seventh-day Adventists have fond memories of camp meetings. This year's first-of-a-kind event will be a global camp meeting done virtually. Anyone, anywhere can participate. Many of our world church leaders and influential speakers will share with a global audience, with all of us, messages of love, hope, messages of faith. This is ever so important in these uncertain times, as you can imagine. The Adventist Virtual Global Camp Meeting replaces the GC 2021 Virtual Exhibition Experience, which was, as you might remember, was supposed to coincide with the GC session. The GC session was postponed to 2022 due to the ongoing pandemic. However, like I mentioned above, our need to meet as a global church may be greater than ever before. The reason why I'm telling this to you on the Missions Podcast is because IWM will have a booth at the virtual camp meeting. Now, you might have a hard time visualizing this, but yes, this is what's going to happen. We will have a virtual booth. So don't pass us by. We will be sponsoring several big stage presentations and we will also have several booth only activities. It will be a chance for our community, our listeners on this podcast to interact and we don't want to miss it. There is a news release page on the General Conference website about the Global Virtual Camp Meeting. See the link in the show notes. Now, moving closer to today's show. Instead of a usual interview, I've got a short but impactful audio presentation from Dr. Anne Hamill. Dr. Hamill is a practicing psychologist. She serves on the General Conference International Service Employee Support Team. She makes a frequent appearance on the IWM podcast. Many of you know Dr. Hamill personally, and if not, I'm pretty sure you've heard her voice here on this podcast. Today's message is super important. It strikes at the heart of a missionary's well-being, our families, missionary families. Dr. Hamill shares timely advice on how we as missionaries can help our families through the uncertain times. She brings up surprising but researched-back facts and makes recommendations based on the Word of God. With that, let's transition to Dr. Hamill's message. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org slash podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Many of us are looking back and assessing how the pandemic has impacted us as a global community, especially this month, as we cross the one-year anniversary since the World Health Organization named COVID-19 a pandemic. As a global community, we have been impacted on so many levels. As we cross this one-year marker, more than 2.6 million people have died. Travel, 
especially international travel, is still very limited. Economies around the world are struggling as many are out of work and businesses are failing or closing. And we have all been impacted socially and psychologically. Today, we want to talk about the impact of the pandemic on marriages, especially missionary marriages. I want to start by examining the basic functions of marriage. What exactly is marriage supposed to provide for us? God ordained marriage, the union of a man and a woman and lifelong commitment to one another to be the primary and foundational social structure for us as human beings. As Christians, we recognize the sacred nature of the marital union and the importance of nurturing and supporting it. Social scientists tell us that the best thing any society can do for itself is to promote and support healthy marriages and healthy families. As we look at the book of Genesis, we can find three primary functions of marriage in the account that we find there. The first is that of companionship. God had created a perfect world as a home for Adam. He created Adam in his own image. Yet in that perfection, Adam desired a companion. In Genesis 2.18, God says, It's not good that man should be alone. So God created Eve as a companion for Adam. The second function is that of a helpmate. Eve was to work with Adam in tending the garden. She was to be a helpmate to him in meeting the challenges of life. They were to complement each other. As human beings, we are stronger together than we are alone. God then told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and to multiply. This union between a man and a woman is the very foundation of the family. Thus, the third function of marriage is to create a family and to provide a solid foundation for that family. The three main functions and purposes of marriage continued after the fall. But over time, God's design and ideal plan for marriage became diluted and men began to take multiple wives. Of course, very few men could afford more than one wife. Most men were married to only one woman, while some men couldn't afford to marry at all. Marriage became, however, for many, a practical consideration. Mates were selected less because of love and attraction and the desire for companionship and more for practical reasons, that of building a family and providing for the needs of that family. In the last century, as economic and practical considerations in Western societies have become less of a driving factor in the selection of a marital partner and a less important consideration in keeping marriages together, the romantic and emotional needs of the couple, the desire for love and companionship have become the primary consideration for many people. Many Western cultures have seen divorce rates hovering around the 50% range for decades now. This is in spite of the fact that there are still many couples who stay together for practical or financial reasons and for the sake of their children. As human beings living in a sinful world, we simply don't know how to consistently and reliably meet each other's emotional and social needs well. All of us tend to focus on our own needs rather than the needs of others even our spouses. Nonetheless, it's always been God's intention from the very beginning of time, prior to the fall of the human race, 
for one of the primary roles of marriage to be that of companionship. Rather than the lament the fact that couples see this as important, perhaps even the most important aspect of marriage, we can and should and should view this as a positive thing. The fact that in recent years, both husbands and wives are prioritizing this aspect of marriage is actually a very good thing. Because of the pandemic, particularly the measures that have been put in place to slow the spread of the virus, the lockdowns and the quarantines, couples and families are spending much more time together. This additional time together has provided an opportunity for couples to learn how to relate to each other more effectively, to actually learn to communicate in ways that speak to the other's heart. Social scientists have been studying the impact of the pandemic on marriage and families. Most studies has found the impact to be positive. One large-scale study of over a thousand couples found that most married couples reported a positive impact on their marriage. Three-quarters of them said that the additional time together had strengthened their marriage and caused them to feel even more committed to each other. Another large-scale study of over 3,000 individuals found similar results. The majority of people reported greater appreciation for their spouses and their deeper commitment to their marriage. They have reported an increased sense of teamwork and connection. As previous studies have found, when times are tough, people turn towards family and friends for support, and many husbands and wives see their marriages grow stronger. There's also been evidence of increased family conflict and domestic violence among certain segments of society since the pandemic began. The additional stress caused by the pandemic has tended to exasperate tensions that were already there. Long-term communication problems have become more acute. The impact of the pandemic seems to have hit working class and poor couples harder, the very ones that were struggling to begin with. In spite of this, numerous surveys have shown that the number of married people who said their marriage was in trouble actually decreased during the pandemic. I have not done and am not aware of any surveys that have been done on the impact of the pandemic on missionary marriages. But in my interactions with many missionaries, I have found similar findings to what researchers have found in the general population. That is that the pandemic has actually been good for most missionary marriages. Most have appreciated and benefited from the additional time they have been able to spend together as couples and as families. For many, this time has been like a giant timeout, a time to reflect on their calling and their mission, a time to really strengthen their relationships with each other and with their children. The postponement of annual leaves has been inconvenient, sometimes even disappointing, but it's not actually been what one would describe as a hardship. Annual leaves are relatively new in the history of missions, and the fact that these have been delayed has presented only minimal challenges for most missionaries. Technology allows missionaries to stay in touch with family and friends from home in ways that are unprecedented. In fact, many families have been very creative in dealing with the challenges presented by the pandemic. Many are spending more time playing games together, preparing and eating meals together, taking walks together. Parents have expressed to me 
that they have been surprised how much their children have enjoyed this increased family time. One family that I talked with told me that due to the lockdown in their country, they were not able to take a local vacation. So they chose to take their vacation at home and set up tents and camped in their own living room. The whole family had a wonderful time together and created some wonderful family memories. Families with teens have had the hardest time. Teens in particular need social connections. Parents are finding that because their teens have limited or only virtual contact with other teens, they need to be more intentional in spending time with them. These parents have also expressed surprise at how much their teenagers seem to enjoy and appreciate the additional time with their parents. Like people in the general population, some missionary couples who were struggling with marital and family issues prior to the pandemic continued to struggle during the pandemic. They were not used to spending extended time together and struggled with communication and uh, division of labor issues within the home. Personality differences have become more pronounced for some. The positive thing about this is that the pandemic has allowed these couples to have time to work on their marriages and to get counseling. Based on what I observed, even those who have struggled have done better, particularly if they got help. Economic or financial stress is a primary source of marital conflict for people in general. Many who have found themselves without work as a result of the pandemic, as well as those who are overworked, have struggled relationally. Fortunately, the economic strain of the pandemic has only minimally impacted most missionaries. In closing, I would like to encourage couples to take advantage of the additional time that you have to spend together as couples and as families during the pandemic. I have several recommendations to help you make the most of this time. First, engage in the daily activities of life together. Cook and eat together. Take walks or exercise together. Play games together. Enjoy your time as a couple and as a family. Be creative in how you spend time together. Look for fun or new ways to do things. Number two, be sure to maintain connections not just with each other, but with those outside your immediate family. Help your children stay connected with family and friends outside your social circle. Social distance should not mean emotional distance. Number three, be intentional about expressing appreciation to your spouse and to your children and listening to what they have to say. Marriage experts tell us that relationships flourish when the ratio of positive interactions to negative interactions are at a, are at a ratio of five to one. Therefore, be selective and considerate when negative feedback is expressed. And finally, work on the issues between you that you haven't had time to deal with in the past. Reach out for relationship support or help if you need it. The pandemic has provided a unique window of opportunity to work on relationship issues. Make the most of it. Feel free to reach out to me or to our team if you need support. We are praying for you daily and are here and available to support and help you. May God bless each one of you and your families during this very challenging time. 
Thank you, Dr. Hamill. We try to have Dr. Hamill back with us at least once every season here on this podcast. Looking forward to her future presentations and insights. Before signing off, let me share with you this. If you haven't checked the IWM blog for a while, you might be interested to look through the recent posts we publish every week on topics of interest to missionaries. There is also a way for you to sign up for blog updates. That's always the best way to stay in touch rather than try to remember to visit the webpage from time to time. With that, my name is Alex Ott and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. <music>